Hello there, it's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Johnny Test, Fred Flintstone, and one of my personal favorites, Leonardo, and you are listening to Epic Tales from the Sewer. It's totally awesome, turtle power, go, go, go. Welcome, everybody, back to our first post-Granite episode of Epic Tales from the Sewers with my most excellent and uh, recently shaved co-host, Mr. Eric Will. Oh, hi, Justin. How are you? I was just admiring my face. Yeah, I know. It's nice that we can see it. I love your shirt. You've got the original turtle on. Um, Speaking of original and turtles, we've got some original turtle content from the, uh, and I'm going to try to say it correctly, Leroy, so you may have to help me on this like i said i am from the east the uh tmnt decenium huh decenium decenium okay decenium uh some of the cast and some of the uh creators here we have mr leroy diaz who plays leo himself yep we have ray froggy the pirate maddox who plays hun and splinter he's he's both wise and quiet no you know i reserve my words for when it matters I, and we appreciate that. And we have, last but not second, Sean something who is, let's see, Toka, Rezar, Dr. Something, and most importantly, Jerry. Nice. <laughs> and also you, you'd mentioned that you were the announcer for season one, so folks would know you from that as well. Mm. Yeah, yes, it was. That's great. So, um for uh, for anyone who is not aware of this, this is a um, it's kind of a scripted fan um, fan cast that's on um, YouTube, so you can go and you can check it out. We've been posting it everywhere in um, like a, a lot of the groups. You can see there was an open casting for it. That's kind of what got uh, Leroy and myself talking. There's a, a kind of like a little bit of crossover of what we do, you know, where I I'll actually like read out the comics, but what these guys do is completely original. And um, I, I'm going to have them talk about that. Why don't you uh, tell us what's kind of the crux behind this project there, Leroy? Um, well, I mean, this this whole thing started um, when I just, you know, one day just I just did a small trailer, sent it to uh, what my cast and crew call him, the mysterious benefactor, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was, you know, he shot me a call, you know, real quick. And he was like, hey, what is this? This is crazy. Is there more of this? You know, what are you doing with this? And um, I was just like, look, I just, I was just doing this for fun. I haven't done anything like this since college. And, and I found voice acting fun. And he was like, you need to make this into something. You need to, you, this needs to be bigger. Um, and uh, honestly, the minute I, I posted the trailer up, everyone, you know, started blowing up my phone and, and emails and stuff like that. And, it just, it just kind of took off. I mean, I had to silence my phone for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it took off. It, it, I mean, with people asking to audition like crazy. I mean, it was nuts. Um, but go ahead. Go ahead. What's, uh, what's the title about? Because I'm sure a lot of people weren't familiar with what, what it actually meant and all that. Can you go into what the title refers to? 
Yeah, yeah. So when I was coming up with the title, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do, you know, I mean, yeah, we already know it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or TMNT, of course. Um, I didn't want to go, you know, TMNT decade. I was like, you know, what's another way to say decade? I was like, decennium. And I'm, I look it up and, you know, for a while, my team was just like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I was like, it's another way of saying decade. Like, this is fit. They're like, this is awesome. And then other people who still didn't know what it meant was just like, what is this? Why is it decennium? Like, what is this? How do you even pronounce this? How do you even, what is this about? Um, and yeah, that's how I kind of chose the name. Did you, uh, I, I'm going to ask this question because this is how I would structure things. Did you structure this entire project just so you could play Leonardo? Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who is the lead person doing this? In that sense, that so, definitely I mean, happened to the victor. Right, right. Spoils. <laughs> exactly. So originally, originally, when I started holding auditions, um, and if I if I remember correctly, uh, my mm. act, my actor Leonel Rojas, who plays Donatello on the show, uh, back then, he's like, "Well, who's playing Leo?" I mean, before I could say, it, he's like, "If you're not playing Leo, we're not doing. I'm not doing it." And everybody else was on the same page for the longest time. Uh, like you're not, if you're not playing Leonardo, we're not doing this. This is the whole reason of why we wanted to audition. Also, was because the way you've brought out this character, you know, it, it, it makes us question a lot. It makes us think. Um, and everyone just loves how I how I bring out the performance when it comes to Leo. That's right. And uh, it's it's a little bit different, too, because it's like much like the IDW Turtles who have kind of like a different story going on after after kind of uh, issue 100. It's like this is what happened to the Turtles when their life took over after everything's going on. Like I'm into it for like two minutes and I'm like, hey, it's Leonardo's child. What? Excuse me. Leonardo's wife. I'm like. And then there's there's like this other cast of characters like, OK, there's there's Alice, there's Hun, you know, well, yeah. we know Hun because Hun's been there before. But it's like, who's Ken? Yeah. You know, it's like, who's Benjamin? Like, so, you right. know, there's like all these different characters. Listen, so, the purple dragons are well known. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty slick. <laughs> so that's that's a little taste of Hun there for you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Can, can, uh, Sean, can we get a taste of Jerry? Uh, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> I think Jerry's gone. Oh, was he oh, eaten by Toto or Razzar? Uh, Donatello, I believe. Donatello ate him. Donatello ate him. It, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so look uh, out for that. Out for <laughs> so going, so going, back, going to the, back to this. Um, um, all right, we got a bit of reverb going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mic. Yeah, my I just mute my mic, so it's definitely not. One sec. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, mute you for one sec. You for one sec. All right, is that it? Okay, sorry about that. All right. Yep. Just uh, let let me know when you want to get back in, Sean. You know, um, I think it's just the uh, headphones or something. But um, so going going back to this, uh, Leroy, you got a little bit different of a story. Can you give us an idea of kind of what's going on and um, like how would you hook people into this who have never heard it? Um. Well. I mean, I've been asked, you know, many times, what's with these new characters? 
Um, what I did was when I was coming up with all, I mean, of course, with the characters we already had and forming up the story around the new ones I was coming up with, um, I just kind of wanted something, you know, I haven't read yet, or if I have something a little bit different. Um, but honestly, you know, it just came down to something of a, of a crazy action packed twist of an original story. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about too much because I don't know how, you know, for our listeners, if, if they checked out the show, if they haven't checked out the show, um, how far they, how far in they're, you know, they're into our season one. Um, but honestly, I was just like, I want to know, I want to have a story where what happens if, you know, what happened if, you know, basically the rest of the turtles and, and Splinter just disappeared? What would happen? What? And in this story, I said to myself, okay, Leonardo's not alone. He's got his wife, who's Karai, who, you know, and he's got his daughter, you know, Achika. Um, and again, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to give too much away, but in a nutshell, honestly, TMNT Decennium is about basically, you know, 10 years of Leonardo searching for his family. This, this guy wasn't just sitting around, waiting around, or giving up, um, he was just going through a lot of different emotions, a lot of you know, a lot of these things going on through his head, um, and then finally catching a break um, to finding out, you know, where let's you know his first brother, Michelangelo, where the heck he's been, um, and then so on and so forth. Um, the story has just been it's just been crazy, um, you know. Again, with you know, you find out you know a new character called Ken, who is the son of Oroku Saki. You've got um, Alice, you know, a new character who is the girlfriend of Donatello, who's a human. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then you've got um, our version of you know Casey and and April's uh, son Benjamin, and then you've got Raph, who sort of got this you know, again, not giving away too much, it's got this whole Batman, Batman, Robin thing going on where uh, he takes, he takes uh, a kid, you know, a human kid and, and raises him, uh, Samuel. Mm. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. And um, I mean, the new characters are, are interesting because it's kind of like a bouncing off point where it's like, what would happen if this sort of, went into it you know like exactly. um and i mean i i'd mentioned before that you've got oh let's see i mentioned before that you've got um like casey jones son you know and and yeah. some of this stuff has already kind of presented itself in in regular media like yes. like there's crossover to like okay now we've got Ch casey marie jones you know yep. and um in the idw you have you have hun and casey is hun's son so hun having a son in here you know um it's like there's there's yeah. room for all this, and it's like this is kind of a cool Perfect. different take. But you've got other characters in there that are somewhat ex unexpected. Like when Sean was talking about being able to play both Toka and Razar, and you've got Usagi Ojimbo showing up. So it's like this is a deeper cut than than normally what you'd expect. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Usagi, I'm gonna hit that a little bit. Usagi's been one of my favorite characters for a very very long time. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm loving <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I love that. 
Anyways, Usagi's um, <laughs> <laughs> been one of my favorite characters for a very long time, and um, my my voice actor, of course, uh, David Gilmore, who's done a great job playing Usagi. Um, and can't get can't get enough love when it comes to playing his character. Um, then you you know, and then creating another character on top of it, who's his wife, Bonnie, who's played by Rebby Rebby excuse me Rebby Hobbleman. Um, just a fantastic job at playing that character as well. Um, you know, I wanted to have Usagi in there. <laughs> I wanted to have Usagi in there hard um, because he's just been always one of my favorite one of my favorite rabbit warriors, as I should put out there. It's a timely it's a timely reference too because I mean we're on issue five of the Turtles and Usagi Ojimbo crossover right now. Yeah. Even, okay, well, we uh, what we're what we're chuckling about, folks, is there's a, a message and it said, "I think if Master Splinter was a Jedi, he'd be the coolest on all of Star Trek." <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Silver Savvy, and thank you, Turtle Guy. Yeah. Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm Turtle say Guy. That. I'm Turtle Guy. This is probably the most special compliment I have ever received. Not only am I Jedi, but I get to cruise starship. Exactly. <laughs> In the price. Yes. It's I'm amazing. not going to lie. Thank you so much, Siler. These are not the mutants you're looking for. No. <laughs> I am not on cannons. I'm, I'm going to actually hit that for a little bit. I mean, I mean that's funny. I mean, you, honestly, if a lot of people would have seen us at, uh, at DeathCon <laughs> in Watertown, New York, <laughs> and being around Ray, <laughs> it would have been the funniest thing. Well, I just treated the whole thing like a holodeck program, and you know, yep, it was successful. That's for sure. I mean, Ray Ray did a Ray was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, great, great content there. Um, sorry, sorry for the little poking, but uh, that, I don't. I, that's an, just the greatest comment ever. <laughs> well, I guess that that'll be season three, right? Uh, where you guys go into space and uh, you know. Oh God! Well, apparently now there must be a season four Turtles in Space. Uh, you know the Muppets did it, so. Yeah, but, well, you know, the Muppets did it. How can we not at this point? Um, I'll get with Leroy. <laughs> so that's that's fun. Um, I I wanted to ask about like the inception of this too. Like, what does it take to get something like this put together? Because I'm definitely interested in in how you guys all came to be Turtles fans and what you care the most about it. But I just wanted to ask, um, how does how does this come into being, Leroy? Like, go from idea to now we're on season two. We're casting, you know, and moving to season three at that point, you know. Um. So. Again, I mean, I'll go back to a little bit of the beginning when I started putting this together and again, the auditions and, and all that, when I was finally able to grasp on everyone that I wanted to court, we've had some, we've had a little bit of recastings and, and that's okay. Um, but the process to, to get all this, to get all this done, season one, um, ups and downs i want to say you know we're, we're all family people you know a lot of us have kids and you know of course we all work full-time jobs uh but a lot of us have kids so you know it's it's been a process um you know you've got ray who's who's in texas you've got me who's in upstate new york you got you know you got sean uh sean 
I forgot. Correct me if I'm wrong here in Illinois. Is that correct or am I wrong? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Illinois. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got, you know, you've got uh, Brian Hoskins who plays Raphael, who's in Vancouver. You know, everybody else is um, in Syracuse. Um, and then you've got, uh, <laughs> and then you've got, you know, um, my actor, two of my actors, actually three of my actors, who uh, are in, you know, in close to Manhattan and as well as in Jersey. Um, but everybody's pretty, pretty spread out. Um, and when it, I hear when it the sewers in Connecticut are nice. What was that? I hear the sewers in Connecticut are nice. Yeah, they are very nice. <laughs> they are fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, just... everybody, everybody's been spread. Everybody's spread out. Um, and you know, it, it's basically been about for season one. It was about guidance, um, question after question. People hitting me up of how they wanted certain things done. You know, and it, it was about getting all the lines put together and, and giving it to my audio editor, uh, which is Mark, that guy fair. Um, and you know, it, it, with setbacks, um, honestly, it, it would take some time. It would take some time. Then you've got Mark D who is our music composer and Timmy music, Timmy music, who's our music arranger. Um, it would take some time honestly to put all that stuff together. Um, but all in all, um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I really thought you guys did a great job, especially with the uh, the theme song and uh, mixing in all of the voices, let alone like the music part to it. And um, another thing that's just incredibly difficult and, and uh, is the Foley art that you guys have in there, whether you're, you're putting the little sound effects in, that is such a little detailed process. So that's that's something that's like give yourself some credit on that because that is really good. I, I do. I mean, I give credit to honestly the, you know, um, the people I went to college with. Of course, they they would every so often because I was a radio communications major, not what I wanted to do, but that's what it ended up being. Um, and they would, you know, they would supply me with different, you know, Foley sounds and stuff like that. Um, nice. I've had fans give us some Foley sounds. I've had. <clears throat> other family members and, and, you know, um, my audio editor, of course, you know, come up with some stuff and give us all these different things. So we have a, a quite a bit of different sounds. Um, and then every once in a while, you know, I would just do my own. I would just do my own, but yeah, I mean, to get to take all that, that everyone has given us as well as stuff that we've come up with on our own. Um, I'm nothing but grateful. I'm, cool. I'm nothing, nothing but grateful to, to, the fans that have given us stuff to uh, to use, honestly. Let's let's talk about voices here for a second. So, um, I sure, think when I was sure. talking to you, you mentioned that you had some uh, some voice actors do some parts on the show, or maybe that are upcoming in the show, things like that. Uh, who have you worked with um, on the show? That um, you know, obviously we see Ray and we see um, we see Sean, who popped out, but will maybe pop back in. You know. Um, who who else are, are some of the folks that have worked with you? Um, well, we've worked with uh, Renee Jacobs, of course, who played April O'Neil in the 1987 series, um, and we have also worked with Scott Williams, of course, who played Baxter Stockman in the 2003, which is my favorite um, for a seven year uh, seven season straight. 
Yeah, so I, I actually got to say, like, uh, I've had a, a a lot of interactions with big stars and little stars and everything, and, and I really treasure the time that I that I had with Scott because uh, it was very meaningful and uh, it was just a very special moment. And it was. So, uh, thanks, Leroy. I, that was a wonderful experience, and I'm glad oh, was a part of that. That's really, you're, you're welcome. No, like seriously, like I, I, I've never met such a, a humble, down-to-earth, and just kind of, you know, never, never really, um, never really made made a big deal of himself, and was kind of just genuinely surprised that people even took interest in him. And um, I'm, I'm also not shy to say that I, I now own the only autographed Pokemon. Dark Eye card in existence. Thank you, Scott. Uh, but no, <laughs> uh, Scott does a lot of voices. Uh, Dark Eye being one of them. But he was just such a yeah. such a humble guy, and uh, it was it, very obvious uh, gratitude, which is something that I just don't experience uh, very often. So it was pretty cool. Wow, I think that's cool. one of our first, our maybe our second Pokemon crossover on this show ever. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, mo most yeah. people don't know uh, Scott. Scott Williams is also the voice of Darkrai, and uh, he was kind enough to sign a card that I had laying around. And I thought that was pretty cool. So he said he'd never done that before. So, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. You got you got his first uh, experience too. So now that's that also, adds to the intrinsic value. Fans, no. no it's not for option just don't email yeah, me. okay all right i don't i don't, I don't want a million oh, no, no no just <laughs> just stop just stop right <laughs> it's not what was, uh, well let me ask you this ray then uh what was something that surprised you about this was it something in the script was it like a plot point um, it, like the final project like, when you say this are you meaning the show yeah, the, or, the, the, okay. well, the whole project as well. It could be um, making the show or, or watching it. Okay, well, I, I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky and unlucky enough to have been born in 1980, so I've been here for all of Ninja Turtles. And um, one thing that I was kind of sad to see as the as time evolved was um, this stray where Splinter started being viewed less of an Eastern mindset, where he was revered and wise and wisdom to more of a Western mindset where he was kind of senile, buffoonish, lazy, you know, and I, I hate to put that on us, but that's, that's how we treat our elderly. And it's very obvious. And uh, so I was quite pleased to see a, a, a return to uh, more of a, a reverent state because, you know, everybody's like, Oh, who's your favorite turtle? I'm like, well, it's always been the master splinter. So I actually got picked on by the nerds when I was a kid. So uh, <laughs> they're like, what, what do you mean splinter? I'm like, dude, you like the turtles. I taught like my favorite guy taught all of them. I'm like, of course I'm the best. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it never worked that way in the sandbox, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I was, I was very pleased to see, uh, Leroy's script, uh, evolve that that direction and in which the turtles very much revere him as a father figure again and less of a burden so that was really cool do you have but, any uh, lines that you go back to like any memorized lines that you're like oh this is, this is the one God. yeah you knew that was coming right oh, um actually what what it, it, it was it, and I know it has to just come from Leroy sitting around at breakfast, but 
one of the deepest moments uh, that's been released is a, uh, a moment involving a pop tart where um, I heard the, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, two of, two of the turtles. I'm not gonna, you know, dive names or whatever. But they're arguing, and Master Splinter comes in and he's you know uses the analogy of a pop tart as uh, a behavioral algorithm. And I'm not going to give it away because it was, it was actually very touching. And uh, I was very kind of surprised when I recorded the lines, like just where it took me emotionally. You know, I'm a father. And uh, so it was kind of surprising to me that it, it grasped me the way it does. Uh, it was kind of an emotional moment. And it's just over a stupid pop tart. So that's pretty cool. That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, that's, job, that's, that's the cool thing about like you you could look at like the cover of a comic book and it could reduce you to tears or you know we, we had talked about this way back when the last ronin was coming out and there was a discussion about um the aaron bartling cover remember eric we were talking about this mm -hmm. where it's like he designed that cover so it would be grabbing your emotions and i mean mm -hmm. here it is it's like one of the most coveted covers because that's that sort of gravitas that it has it's so cool that you have a moment like that about a pop tart in a Ninja Turtles audio play. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was asked. I was asked. I mean, for for the longest time, and, and Sean knows, and Ray knows, and the rest of the cast and crew, uh, pop tarts has been one of the biggest inside jokes for the entire cast and crew. I mean, like hands down, and um. I was asked by, the, of course, the the actor who uh, played our former Splinter, and he's still part of our team. Um, you know, I, I I love and appreciate him as well. Um, and uh, he asked about like, hey, can you can you do something? You know, sort of a, a you know, kind of what Ray mentioned, um, and, and kind of make a spin, put a spin on it when it comes to a teachable moment with these two. And I said, sure, why not? Um, and then when uh, when he read it, of course, when Ray read it later on and, and everybody else saw it, they're just like, are you This is too important, even if you decide to take this out. I said, I'm not taking it out. Like, it's, it's too important to, 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 to take out. It's, it's, it's very emotional. You know, it, it kind of it brings you to a certain point um, of your life where if you've ever had this any any type of confrontation, and all of a sudden this comes into play, you know, it, it, it makes you think. Um, and they're just, you know, everybody was just, the people were just telling me, this is, this is great how you, how you wrote this. And then when they heard Ray um, actually perform it, um, they were just like, I've got no words. Like I've, I've got, I've got no words. It makes me think of a lot of different fights I've had with, you know, you know, a, a brother or a sister or, or somebody else or what have you and it makes you think about what's it really mean you know what was the what's what's the point of it? that's cool so it's you know you're, you're transcending the uh the medium into you know real life and, and making an impact on something emotionally and that's that's you know true art so that's that's really cool and it's cool that you guys have that sort of thing um what episode is that in so i can tell people be like hey Obviously, check this out from episode one, but pay special attention to this one. It's actually, if I remember correctly, it should be in episode 11, but I could be wrong. Um, people would have to listen to episode 12 just in case. Um, personally, I'd say listen to both. Um, both those two episodes are supposed to be 
a Giants, this is the past. Um, and my cast and crew know what that is. Uh, but this is the past is basically <laughs> a moment <laughs> is uh, is yeah. a moment in time where it brings you back to the characters as past or or one character um, where it it brings them back to before a lot any of the other stuff has happened. Um, and those two episodes, especially eleven and twelve, are a big chunk of how um, a lot of our you know, characters people are used to already know, as well as the new characters that I've created, um, a bit more on their backgrounds. Cool. Uh, my next question, I got to go back to Sean here. Sean, do you have um, any particular experiences like like Ray has? Like maybe it's lines, or if it's uh, something else that uh, an experience uh, from this that uh, kind of sticks out for you. Well. Um... There's been uh, many, I would say. Um, I've um, like I, I've been a part of it since before the first episode, um, and uh, when uh, when I, I saw, I think it was the, he the second trailer is what I saw. Um, he he had two trailers out, and I saw it in a, a turtles group, and um, when I uh, not the trail too far off but when i saw saw his post you know i told him i, I you know i want to help i don't care what i do all you know i'm off the floors you know i i didn't care i wanted to be involved and uh you know now i am and uh it it really uh it was a really different experience for me being part of this crew um there's been a lot of um i I run the other group chat, you know, with the, with the crew. Um, and it, it you know, it, there's been a lot of moments in there, you know, um, if we're having a bad day, you know, and the, it, oftentimes we've been able to pick each other up and, and things like that. And, um, like I've been in a lot of ba punk rock bands and things like that. And, uh, you know, there's an unspoken rule of never have a band chat. Never have a band chat, oh, no. you know. Um, I, I've seen bands break up because of that, and uh, it's just so amazing how well this crew works together and like how much they care about each other. So it, it's it's so hard to pin it down to one experience, but I can say the whole experience, um, every step of the way, um, it's all meant a lot to me. That's, and that's as, as do my, my crew and Leroy and all of it. It's actually, uh, you know, you mentioned in that, Sean, there's, a, there's an entire blooper that was born out of uh, what he's talking about, just our our day-to-day uh, -day lives group chat. So, you know, I'm a mailman in real life. And, um, you know, just to kind of blow steam, I would uh, send messages to the group chat as, as Hun. You know, uh, just griping about just day-to-day -day stuff as a mailman, you know, stuff that other people don't think about, you know, like, like, you know, if it says, or, or current resident, you know, if everybody sticks it in there, well, the mailman's got to sit there and dig through all that just to find the outgoing mail and stuff. It's a real, you know, time consumer. So I, I would just do hun, like, you've got to be kidding me. My outgoing mail is not a trash can, right? You know, and so... <laughs> So, uh, you know, when we were going through this period where, uh, 
you know, unfortunately, uh, some some greater forces uh, were at work, and the original cast, uh, Master Splinter, had to go attend uh, to some family affairs, and so we're in this kind of like period where there was like nothing getting released, so we just start throwing out bloopers, throwing out bloopers. And one day I get this message from Leroy. He goes, "Hey, man." Um, Listen, you know, I've got some stuff going on this week, and uh, I was wanting to know if maybe uh, you'd be interested in doing this blooper idea I've got. I'm like, sure, you know, run it by me. What do you got? He goes, well, I want you to do Mailman Hun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've, I've got pop tarts. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, man, let's do it. He goes, all right, cool, because I've got, I've got this like just real rough script, you know. It's basically just like. You sitting with the therapist at the coffee shop and just just answering questions back and forth. And I was like, sure, great. And, uh, you know, we ran it and then it came back with all the effects and everything. And it was was just hilarious. But it's a good good illustration of just how our our team is. You know, we're pretty, pretty close with one another. We care. You know, I'm. My son has cancer right now. Uh, there, yeah. So I'm, I'm getting ready to go in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're getting ready to go in Wednesday for his, his fourth round of chemo, oh. and you know everybody's all always really supportive. And uh, you know, I've I've been a, a voice actor for quite some time, and very rarely in a production scenario does your uh, uh, producer say oh yeah well your outside life uh, is more important you know take take some time you know we'll, we'll, we'll push some production schedule back or whatever that just doesn't happen you know and, and even even in a fan base scenario like we're in a production schedule is, is that's usually what it is and so it's just been really nice to have you know family support friends a little a little leeway when i need it and uh you know, have fun with the project that's been with me since I was like a little kid, man. It's uh, it's always been. Uh, I'm actually going to touch on something you said earlier. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has always been important to me mm-hmm. because I grew up, and, and and when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started coming in full swing, we were right in the middle of of all of America was in gang wars. Drug epidemic was was insane in the united states there was very little hope everybody was divided in some shape or form but it was like it didn't matter what kid it was when it came to ninja turtles the only discussion was who your favorite turtle was <laughs> yeah right it didn't matter if if if, if you were a, a blood or a crip if, if you were the if your parents were heroin junkies if you were homeless or what it was like the end-all be-all discussion none of that stuff mattered Ninja Turtles, and and more importantly, the ideas that were presented in Ninja Turtles were were in a lot of ways life changing for kids. Um, you know, if you go back and look at a lot of stuff, I mean, it touched on some really serious issues, crack epidemic even. Like it was like Ninja Turtles dealt with the real world of of things that kids were going through, and they did their best to try and give them a positive something to look at when a lot of kids didn't have that yeah, you the, know the it, it, with environmentalism that was a huge huge uh, idea in there you know yeah. basically snuck in is what uh, uh, steve murphy was saying yeah. 
it was and i think in a lot of ways um it was kind of a pinnacle moment for 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 animation as well because um the powers at play kind of realized hey you know we can we can make lifelong changes through a cartoon and you see that very very strongly reflected in ninja turtles uh um, what's the one captain planet uh, oh, yeah. yep. you know there, there was a whole string of cartoons right then but for me ninja turtles like was one of the most powerful because it just had such a innate ability to connect anyone whether you were in eastern or uh the new york street punk or or you know we were still heavily segregated mindset wise you were the black kid the white kid and so it's always been a very powerful part for me and uh to be a part of it now, which is this is spiraled into something way bigger than any of us ever conceptualized it ever being. We we just thought we would be a bunch of nerds sitting around talking in a microphone, you know, like <laughs> yeah. having fun because it was cool. And and uh, now apparently it, it's it's well not apparently it is it's it's turned it's, into it's, something it's really much big. bigger. It's and, much and, bigger. Uh, it's much bigger than that. I mean, you know. I mean, one thing is family. I mean, the turtles are about family. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, there's all these different personalities to where a lot of people can relate to a turtle. Like, you know, I relate to Raphael. You know, I was always a hothead whenever I was younger. And, you know, I, I would come around, so on and so forth. And, you know, we got, you know, Justin, you know, he's he's a Leo guy. And, you know, as well as everybody else. I mean, they're they're just they're just so relatable. I mean, you can go to you know to X Men or something like this, but I'm sorry, Turtles is different than than a lot of other, a lot of other, um, I guess you could say superheroes, and to say the least. I'd say it. I'd say it proudly. <laughs> they have saved the world. Yep. Yep. So I mean, to me, I mean, yes, it is it is much bigger picture. You know, I mean. As you guys can tell, behind me is painted like a turtle show, and I got turtle stuff, and my son is all about turtles too. So, I mean, it's it's a family thing, and I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, like you said, it's it's so much bigger than what people think it is. It's not just well, you're a nerd for liking turtles at the age of, you know, thirty eight years old or forty or fifty. I could care less. I mean, this is this is life. This is life for me. You know, and I'm thankful to be a to, to be a part of the turtle community because ninety five percent of it is awesome. Say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay you got that five percent. Yeah, the bigger <laughs> characters. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, you know but it, it's it's so much bigger. Like you know, my wife. I, I'm thankful for the wife that I had to let me have. You know, she's the one that did it to put Ninja Turtles into our wedding. So. You know, it's 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 stuff like that that you know, like it's 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 big. It, to me, it's 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 life. It's life for me. Okay, I'm gonna so. just take the camera and show you guys what my wife let me have. Uh, for all the listeners, you, you've heard Whoa. about the. Uh, just remember, he slept on a couch for probably about a, a couple of weeks for that. Yeah, oh, I'm just sure. Ronin statue. With his, like, three feet tall. I, this is not your wife let you have this. This is your wife finally <laughs> let you come back to bed after you bought it without talking to her. That's um, what that is. That's, that's... I showed up two days before my wedding. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> well, it's a true sign that she loves you. Yeah, how how grateful am I? Um, right, right. It sounds like this this project has transformed into like what the actual topic is about. Like it's it's about family. It's about found family and everybody coming together to come and uh, overcome the odds, which is what Turtles is very much about. So it it right. kind of sounds like you you guys have like crossed over to like okay now we are the turtles. It's like oh yeah, Sean's totally Raphael right now, and you know oh Ray that's totally Splinter. He's giving us advice. You know it's you know kind of like that it seems. Right. I mean I, I mean a little a little bit of of, of how our um, and Ray knows this as much as I do, um, and I'm not gonna give out too much. Um, Ray knows this due to confidentiality between him. <laughs> myself and another individual I'm going to be talking about a little bit. Um, but uh, this is the time that this is the day before NecoCon, I think, or ap after the first day. Um, Ray and I were asked to give advice to one of our fellow actors um, who plays uh, Raphael's son, Samuel, um, Damian Lopez. I'm not going to give out too much of, of what he talked about um, or anything at all. Um, but um, between the three of us, um, it was a very, very, uh, very emotional, very important um, night that day. Um, and I mean, this this dude, <clears throat> he's an actor who he knows my sister personally. He's worked with my sister personally in, in New York City. Um, but anyways, um, the, the advice that we had given him on that night, uh, to keep the family aspect of this, um, he's he was nothing but grateful. I mean, nonstop thanking us up and down from the time that that night ended to the following day to when he saw Ray leave. Um, and then, you know, of course, with me, phone calls with him. Um, it's just been, he's been nonstop grateful. And he took anything me and him all three of us had shared that night and uh, kind of put it into play. He put it into play. I mean, this, this guy, he was, he was having a very, very, um, very hard time. He was having, having a, a shell of a time. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. He mm -hmm. was having a shell of a time. Exactly. And, um, you know, to still be able to work with him is, is fantastic. The, the amount of emotion he puts into his lines, you know, being a new character that's 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 um, never been played before in a way, um, and then playing a character that uh, that uh, he takes very very seriously, um, it's just awesome. Great, that's great. Um, so um, I I do I do want to kind of like get into just like a little bit about you guys and just like ask about your favorite characters and stuff like that. But my, my next question is going back to Sean, because I see it looks like the, the Ramones are back there. Um, which turtle do you think is the most likely to listen to punk music? I really appreciate that question. Um, I would say it, it would probably be rap, honestly. Okay. Um, that, you know, uh, they're like, I could see Mikey liking like the third wave ska kind of stuff, you know. Um, but you know, Raph would be like raging with the like LA hardcore kind of thing, you know. Um, it it's in everyone, so you, it, it could 
you know, any one of them, uh, I could see listen to a little bit of something. But yeah, I'd say Raph. Uh, and Raph and Casey. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, Casey, yeah. Absolutely. If I was wearing a hat, it would be my Misfits hat, which I don't have on me right now. But no, I'm, I'm a big punk man myself. Are you old enough to know what a Crimson Ghost is, dude? <laughs> I think he's asking you, Sean, because I'm a year younger oh. than Ray, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I've at least uh, heard them covered a number of times at shows. Yeah. Yeah. Never got into them, but I have heard them covered by plenty of bands. Well, nothing like the original. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when there's a crossover of two things that I love, like turtles and music. So that's that's just fantastic. And, and I, I just had to know because, you know, there's there's like so many different personalities and in the newer comics you have like jenica who's playing in a band and rocksteady and bebop who come out <laughs> trying to play music and it's just got off yeah. it's a lot yeah. of fun but let, let's talk about you guys let's talk about like your your um like ray already kind of went into this and he's already said that that splinter's his favorite but L leroy what, what about you who's your guy who's your go-to if we're playing the four-player arcade game where are you going are you, what oh, stick are you going to go to to play uh for your favorite turtle I'm going to Leo. It's I'm, not I'm a going to Leo. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to Leo. Uh, Leo. Leo in a lot of different renditions has has, um, has always been, you know, very determined, very um, somewhat organized when it comes to plans. But there's been times where um, he he hasn't. You know, he's been an emotional wreck. I mean, from comics to, of course, you know, again, my 2003 favorite. Um, being an emotional wreck and, and not knowing which direction to to go, how to lead um, um, his brothers, you know, even uh, even in my story, to um, how to continue on taking care of his family, making sacrifices, all these different things. Um, and the, I, I would say I'd take Leo. All right. That's great. I'm going to go back to Sean because we already heard from Ray that Splinter's his guy. Sean, who's, who's your go-to turtle? Um, uh, Donatello, um, honestly, uh, growing up, it was always Donatello and, uh, especially like in talking like arcade wise, I'm, I'm, I'm huge into arcade games, especially, um, Galloping Ghost. Uh, you ever been? It, is that a place or yeah, yeah, a it's a place just outside of Chicago? No, no, okay. I have not actually. Um, uh, I keep that in mind. Um, uh, I, I I don't get around that often, uh, besides for shows. Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, Donatello. I I always identified with him. Um, you know, with the nerd, the outcast. You know, he always he was always kind of on his own in multiple renditions and then uh, you know but he was part you know he was part of the family but he usually like it, half the time it ended up on, on his shoulders like he said he saved the whole team you know um with his gadgets with his you know wackiness you know he created something wacky that defeated the big bad or whatever and um yeah i just always loved that and when i was uh when I was like a kid, I, I was I was in uh, martial arts or whatever um, until I was like ten or eleven, 
and uh, my first weapon was the bow and and I, I was just so obsessed with it I, you know i thought i was donatello and all that you know so yeah you guys ever see that meme that says me uh with a uh was it me at like five and he's got like the the wrapping paper roll and then it says me at 35 and it's <laughs> like the real yeah <laughs> i've seen that one many a times we're uh I, I know we're getting towards the end normally what we do at this point is we uh we ask a very important question to us um i will get to that question eric i promise but i just wanted to ask folks, uh, i'm such an angry elf when it comes to i already that. know i already know this question you already know so what do uh, i have to uh, it's, it's, it's like it's got to be there's only one question it could be yeah i'm sure what? i'm sure it's not hard to what's do. your favorite pizza yeah. I, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's kind of bad, it? but it's also right. like it's also. Do you prefer pineapple on your pizza or not? Ah, I got gotcha, you. I gotcha. just get. We can. This is where I despise him. Is the pineapple part? <laughs> my but son. See, I, I, I thought we were going to stay away from politics. Yeah. Well. We had a we had a standing arrangement, sir. We're allowed to debate about pineapple and pizza. Pineapple and pizza. That is honestly one of the hottest political discussions of. Of, of this generation, yeah, we uh, my wife stray, agrees. We with don't stray too. from the hard uh, issues, so you know. Well, my wife is right. pineapple and pizza, so it's two against one in my house. Cameo in the back. Nice family. What do you guys? Yeah, think my, my, my daughter, my daughter, my oldest is a huge pineapple. Um, Pizza fan, she. That, that's her. See? That's her, my oldest. Sounds like sounds like Leroy. That's a no. So. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, like I'm you, chicken, Leroy. I'm, I'm a chicken bacon ranch kind of guy. That's me. I'd, I'd mess it up. I, that's I, not I even a pizza. That's Why pizza are you putting ranch? Why are you putting ranch on? It, it's not a salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Midwest. I've never heard it called that. Right? That's funny. Chicken bacon ranch pizza is a salad. It's not a salad, bro. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you know, as as someone who uh, predominantly spent most of their life as a chef, I, I gotta go with the with. But that's only because it's like I get the ham, I get the pineapple, so it's all luau plus the bread too. Mm. Hey, come on now, all in one little place. Well and look, too, look, okay. Eric. If it makes you feel better, I mean, I, I personally like to throw the jalapeno on there. To balance it, otherwise it's too sweet. It's too I like sweet. uh I like that with uh, pepperoni because it's the same same reason pepperoni and uh, pineapple. But yeah, that's that's salt. That's not the same. Not the no, same. I I would also have the jalapenos on there. So, so I'll, I'll back you up if it's just ham and pineapple. Nah, I can't get down. With all right, that. that's a half answer. So okay, all right, so we'll give him half credit. Okay, I'm okay liking you right now. <laughs> you know, John, you're the, you're the casting vote here. You got to determine <laughs> pineapple or not pineapple. It all depends on you. Oh, I you am. I am not very picky at all. Um, I worked specifically pizza like for years, um, in many different places. So I often survived on the scraps of pizza, and um, I didn't. I I didn't care. I I learned to like all, basically all of it, but uh, no anchovies. Okay. If you put anchovies on it, you know. Um, 
but uh, that's basically uh, it. Uh, I'm fine with pineapple. I really am. And, and that jalapeno sounds pretty good, too, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's got to be coupled, you know. Uh, like but and anchovies, they only have answers here. So I mean, they they only guess, have. I guess a, I'm a okay with you guys. On Supreme, Justin, not so. Like much. otherwise, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Like if you're, you're just doing like anchovies and pepperoni, you're not. I love you, but you you're not sharing pizza with me. I don't. No, anchovies Supreme, we're good all day. Am I the only person that likes anchovies? I mean, I love anchovies, I like but on the Supreme pizza. Like, you ever have them wow. in, a, in a salad? You know, a, a yes. ranch. That's pizza, different. Like you have anchovies on You them? like Caesar? That's who here likes Caesar salad? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't like lettuce. I don't you, like who who likes Caesar? If you like Caesar, I got news for you. You love anchovy paste yeah. because it's the number one mm -hmm. ingredient yeah, in Caesar dressing. Yeah, that's one yeah, of the ingredients. So yeah, I don't know, whatever. But let's 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 go back because I know we're getting towards our end here. Yeah. Let's um let's talk about like where we can find you guys. Let's talk about like uh, why would someone listen? Like what what do they hope to get about listening to the the episodes and and just kind of like where they can find you and all that kind of stuff. Um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ray start with that. I'll I'll come back into being the last person to share and I'll I'll talk about where people can go and, and stuff like that. So Ray, go ahead. All right, well, depending upon how specific, like if you're very specific, you better show up with chocolate. But other than that, um, fans can start by checking out uh, tmntdecinium.xyz. That's our primary uh, website there. That's cool for the show. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, Twitch, like SoundCloud. I don't know, you name it, if it's a platform, Lee Roy has probably taken the time to put us on there. Uh, IMDB even. Yeah, I did that one. But uh, anyways, uh, as far as myself, um, I kind of ask if people would direct your contacts to Leroy. Uh, that'd be beneficial. So our, our main email there for the website. Um, would be beneficial if you're trying to contact me that way uh project wise or anything like that i'm kind of leaving that to leroy he knows my schedule better than pretty much anybody right now um but um you check out the vr game hybo i did a lot of voices for that aside from that i'm gonna kick it over to somebody else uh with other contact stuff sean you can go Okay, uh, yeah, anything about the show uh, should definitely go to Leroy or, um, like like Ray said, the email, uh, any of the social media accounts. Um, uh, the social media accounts uh, will be responded to by Leroy, myself, or, like, two or three other people that, you know, and like you said, it's a family thing. It's one of us, you know, will be the one to reply and uh, and if it's uh, important, if it's auditions, whatever, um, you know, that's posted everywhere as to how to uh, do that, uh, where where to send those. Um, myself, um, I'm working on my social media, re redoing my social media because I lost my original Facebook account that was maxed out, um, and uh, and I had to start over this year. Um, so I'm, I'm starting new pages, but uh, pulppunkmedia at gmail.com is how anybody could get a hold of me uh, for other projects, uh, be it uh, art for hire or um, 
music or anything. I uh, wear far too many hats. So uh, Pope Punk Media, and if any bands are seeing this, from Nothing House in Aledo, Illinois, is where I can always be found. And you can always find a great free punk rock show in a safe space here. Where, where did you say that was? In, in where, Illinois? Aledo, Illinois. Very tiny town. Aledo. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe uh, I'll check that um, well, I mean, honestly, for, for, you know, for current fans that we've had and, and for new fans um, that are looking to listen to something that's completely fresh, something new, um, I would say, honestly, you know, if you're not looking to jump on to watching, you know, listening, listening to trailers, um, I want to honestly say, jump on to the first episode, jump on to the first episode. What's going to bring you in is honestly is a story that's unfolded into something a lot bigger um than a lot of mike astner crew thought it would be um you're jumping into a story of of uh one single turtle left looking for his family after 10 years of, of nothing um you know you're also getting a bunch of different characters that have never been in any uh, uh turtle series um either you're getting a bunch of different um, side stories as well. You're getting a bunch of different new villains. You're getting a bunch of different new heroes. You're what's going to, what hopefully dives you in is the story that unfolds of Leonardo finding his family after 10 years um, and going through so many different uh, things with finding his brothers, his father and what have you, you know, and even our villains themselves going through a crazy roller coaster of different things. Um, and as you know, Sean and Ray has mentioned, you can find us on you know, YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Spotify, Pandora, and a bunch of different platforms. You know, if we're we were I've worked I work with people who are experienced and not experienced. So if people who are listening and want to audition, do not be afraid to audition because you never we have know. roles. We have yeah. roles. <laughs> we have roles. Does butter come with the rolls? Um, <laughs> well, it depends on if you toast. Okay, the line I, I like apple butter preferably. Okay, that's okay, cool. that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's you fine. also get to see something that Leroy has left out that I have like witnessed with great pride, and that's you get to watch a ragtag bunch of fans turn into like a really serious production group. It's nice. Doing some really amazing stuff, like from episode one to to where we're at now, it's okay. literally incredible what this whole team has done. Uh, like night and day, I have no idea what the animals are losing their mind for. But anyhow, it's <laughs> night and day. Uh, the just episode one to like I don't know what what are we out with now? 13, 14? 13, 13. 13, right? Thirteen, yeah. Yep, yep. One to thirteen, it's it's. You see the, the the growth in the whole crew just as much as you do the characters and the story. It's it's been every I'm episode. Of, I'm proud of them. They've done a really good job. That's great. That's great, guys. I I really appreciate you being on. I I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I, I I was I was really impressed when I first uh, re reached out to Leroy because when I was first looking to start this podcast, there was nothing. 
right? And what I do is I go through and I kind of do like a little audio book style drama. I know I'm dating myself by saying audio book and, and do it with the voices. Now there's options for people to listen to all the kind of stuff. And I was so excited that there was something else that people could listen to that's Ninja Turtles that I was like, oh my God, you have to be on the show. I, I'm so excited. So, you know, and, um, and, and hopefully there'll be room for us to work together down the road. Wink. No, it's kind of... <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, I didn't, didn't I ahead. say there were rolls? <laughs> yeah, oh. apple butter. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> right. Just right. Roll. Cinnamon roll. butter. Right. Oh, we. It's we, a new well, character, uh, cinnamon uh, butter. Currently, currently, we're 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 holding auditions for for uh, impressionists. Honestly, uh, we're holding auditions for impressionists for for different uh, turtles, um, splinters as well. Poopy. Um, to be clear, that's that's uh, a voice impression is not a painter. Oh, okay, exactly. Just... Yep, exactly. We do have voice French listeners. <laughs> yeah, and um, you Renaissance men in that yeah, audience. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's, a, that's, a, that's what we're holding ladies, auditions for. Ladies, Honestly, ladies. if anybody wants to audition, you know, you can send an MP3. You can send an MP4. You can get a hold of of us at tmntdecennium at gmail.com. Um, get a hold of me personally. Again, do not be afraid of um, sending something. R really, don't be afraid because you never know. I could say yes. I mean, honestly, yeah. a lot of these guys who have, have jumped onto this were just like, I didn't think I was going to get in. Well, <laughs> you did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're welcome to reach out to me. I, I, I know it kind of sounded a little standoffish the way I put it, but I, I just have so much going on with, like, the cancer and stuff like that, like anything. Like, you got a lot going on. Show-related. Just, hey, man, throw it oh, to Leroy. He'll get it to me. I'll be happy to respond to any questions, projects, anything like that you've got. It's just like right now, the fewer sources of information coming at me, the better. So you're, you're please, fine, man. No, don't worry. By all me. means, reach out if you if you have any questions. We yep. we appreciate having the three of you on. Um, for all the the audio listeners, you can stay tuned for the pizza recipe of the day. But otherwise, we want to thank hey. all of our guests for being on Epic Tales pizza from recipe. the Tours. Eric, any words of wisdom before we go? No, I don't have anything. He doesn't have anything. anything. I'm tired. I'm, I've been up since, let's see, like I've been up since 9.30 this morning and I went to bed at 5 or 6 this morning. You are you are the night owl. At the, you're going to be the night watchman before this is done. But uh, no, I'm, with, I'm with a Raphael. That, you're the Raphael. We will, we will catch everybody on our next episode of Epic Tales from the Sewers. Be sure to check out our guests and we'll have links to everything in our uh, show notes. Thanks so much, guys. Justin, yeah, Eric, thanks thank for you having so us much on. for having us. Yeah, Justin, I, it's been great. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful time. Really thank great. You, Justin, thank you, Eric. Team.
family's been missing for 10 years. Now, I'm off to find them. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hi, everyone. And for a very Leo-centered episode, we're going to be talking about, for today's Pizza Time, Leo's Katana Slices uh, makes one 12-inch pizza. The twin swords wielded by Leonardo can intimidate even the most fearsome of enemies. This is an homage to his trusty weapons, and it packs more of a wholesome punch. Ingredients. One pound small butternut squash peeled, seeded, and cut into one half inch cubes. One tablespoon of vegetable oil. Fine sea salt. Freshly ground black pepper. Cornmeal or flour for dusting. Extra virgin olive oil for greasing. Three tablespoons unsweetened coconut milk. One tablespoon grater fresh ginger. One tablespoon soy sauce. One quarter tablespoon crushed red pepper flakes, which is optional. One pound ball pizza dough, homemade or store-bought. One bunch of Lactiano or dinosaur kale ribs removed. Sorry about the pronunciation there, folks. Uh, Lighten it up, dudes. You can use whole wheat pizza dough and low-fat coconut milk if you like. Instructions. Preheat the oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit with your baking sheet steel stone peel in the center position. Lighten a heavy-duty rimmed baking sheet with parchment or aluminum foil. Step two, spread the squash onto a single layer on the prepared baking sheet. Drizzle with vegetable oil and season with salt and pepper. Step three, roast for 15 to 20 minutes until tender, stirring halfway through. Step four, remove the squash from the oven, set it aside to cool slightly. Increase the oven temperature to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. If you're using a baking stone or or steel pizza peel, dust the pizza peel or inverted baking sheet with cornmeal or flour. If you're using the same baking sheet to bake your pizza, remove the parchment or the foil and rub the baking sheet lightly with olive oil. Step six, when the squash is cool enough to handle, transfer it to a bowl or a food processor and add the coconut milk, ginger, and soy sauce. If you want to spice your taste, add the red pepper flakes to the mixture. Puree until smooth. Step seven, stretch and roll the dough into a 12-inch disc and place it on the prepared pizza peel with a baking sheet. Step eight, scoop the butternut squash puree onto the dough and spread it out evenly, leaving a one-half-inch border of dough all around. Using kitchen shears or a sharp paring knife, cut the kale leaves into strips. Press the kale leaves into the squash puree. Step nine, shimmy the dough from the peel or the hot baking stone and transfer it directly into the oven. Step eight, bake for eight to 15 minutes until the crust is golden and the stripes are brown in spots. Step 11, remove the pizza from the oven and let it rest for five minutes, then slice and serve. This has been your pizza time for today, Leah's Katano Slices. Thanks everybody and enjoy your pizza. Cowabunga dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will.
Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-host, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah. And sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. Greetings and Shabibans! We are the Retro Reductibus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductibus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some, ahem, very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Redoctopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. Hello, intrepid listeners. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a particular group or artist. We talk about the music, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. And you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, and find our playlists on Spotify. 